0: You're listening to the Interbank Room, a podcast that challenges individuals to be passionately curious. My name is Douglas Witherup and I'm the senior pastor to the Multiply family of churches. Join us as I sit down with industry leaders as we laugh, converse, and sometimes debate our way through how to approach life with a spirit of discovery and adventure.
1: Welcome back to the Interabang Room. Today I have with me, as always, Doug Witherup and Zach Witt. And, and honestly, we are living in a season of political division. So we thought we would tackle the topic of harmony, what it means to kind of live in unity with one another. So I thought we would start the show off today with one question as it pertains to really why are people trying so hard divide us when you consider politics right now the polarization of the right and left even when you think of like social media and the algorithm the objective is like it just feels like people are pulling us to opposite sides so pastor doug would you spend a a moment just maybe answering that question why are people trying so hard to divide us
0: yeah so i I mean i I guess i could answer that a, a couple of ways the the first the, the first and easiest is, is money. It's what sells, it's what gets the, the clicks, the likes, the shares, the mm-hmm. um, negativity sells. Uh, and and as, you, know, even as you even as you look at political ads, what I'm, what I'm um, blown away by is just, it's hard to listen to a couple of political ads and, and not feel like yucky.
1: Right, of <laughs> like, I don't care who you're voting for, what yeah. topics. It's like, yeah,
0: what, how are two human beings talking about each other that way, as opposed to um, just ta- talking about, like, telling your story and and sharing what you're for, um, that sort of thing. So I, I think we're, you know, we're just we're living in a we're living in a world where where divisiveness and and division. Um, Cells and we've gotten ourselves in this in this rut and um there hasn't been anybody that's been able to break out of it it'll take one one person will be able to break out of it and it'll set a new tone but we're not there yet
1: are, are you seeing this Zach like where are you where are you seeing like the 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 division in in like your everyday life
2: yeah I mean I think it's I think it's living uh with everyone um so I'm in a coffee shop often um and and just hearing the way people are approaching, you mentioned the political uh, season. Um, you know, you can make a, a comment one way or the other and, and people will disagree. It doesn't matter who you're voting for or not voting for, someone's gonna disagree with whatever. Um, you know, I, I also see it uh, in uh, higher education a lot. Um, I think as, as professors, uh, being in the classroom as professors, the, the job of a professor isn't just to spoon feed the students. It's to set them up for uh, debate and conversation. The problem is we've stopped at debate without resolution. We've stopped and said, hey, let's argue our side. Let's pick our silos. And then we've left it there. Um, And I think that's a big thing in in higher ed right now as well. But I think that's
1: important to kind of comment towards because we are seeing more of a side, like you have to live inside, like you're being demanded to live in silos. Like I remember political seasons growing up where, Um, There were seasons where I didn't even know who people were voting for, right? And then there were seasons where I knew this guy leaned one way, this guy leaned another way, but we all still did life together. I feel like more so than ever, you know, not just politics, but on just key issues of life, people are creating these hyper tribes around opinion.
0: Yeah, and so so let me, in this podcast, I think what we try to do is we try to put on our professor hats more than our pastor hats, right? Or our leadership hats more than our pastor hats, our dad hats more than that. I'm just going to put on my pastor hat for for a moment Um, because we hear words like, and they are, it is so important. We need to dialogue. We need to have conversation. We need to talk through issues. There are layers to things. There is complexity to things. So I'm not discounting that at all but there's also something in our world called evil. No and it's, it's demonic, satanic evil. And I think what's happening is that we're trying to bring issues, we're trying to have uh, civil conversation about what we mask as two sides of an issue when there's some things in our society that um, are just kind of black and white of moral issues and it's, and it's evil. It's not, you know, so we talked a couple weeks ago about, um, uh, pretend love versus, versus real love. And so let, let me go back to what we believe the, the, the Bible, the Bible teaches that, um, it gives one of the litmus tests for pretend love versus real love. And it says the first thing about pretend love is it refuses to call anything evil. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mark Batterson says this, who's, a, who's an author um, out of Washington, D.C. He says that we live in a culture where the only thing that's wrong is to call something wrong. And so when you, ha- when you have a society that refuses to call anything wrong, um, that's, I, th- I think that's what we're seeing. People are afraid to call evil evil, and if you don't call evil evil, then you can't, you can't defeat it. And we're living in K the chaos is that, that we see. I mean, cities are literally on fire. It's, it's evil.
1: Yeah. So when you talk about this type of division, when you talk about this type of polarization, and yet again, putting that pastor hat on, we know that the church collectively is called to live in harmony. It means my house needs to live in harmony. My family needs to live in harmony, your business, there needs to be harmony in the workplace. Right. So whether it's the church, whether it's your home, whether it's your business, the people that you work with, the people you do life with, harmony is one of those critical things. How do we put people on the same page when every other aspect of life is pulling them apart? Mm.
0: So, so, Zach, he, John used the word harmony instead of unity. Yeah. What's the what, what, what do you see there? It's like, what's the difference there? What's the nuance there? Uh,
2: well, I think harmony. Um, Harmony can have different, um, so th- think of music for a second. Right. When you harmonize with someone, well, it's the same chord. It might just be a different level or a different, um, um, I'm not a music person, <laughs> but, but a different level of that so chord. So could you demonstrate harmony for uh, us? Is that perfect pitch? That <laughs> might ruin the process. I actually have the definition
1: I, for harmony, though.
2: Just, just what is the so definition I, of okay, harmony? Okay, so
1: it's people singing different tones in the same key same that key. create a chord. Yeah, mm. So we can sing a different tone, but it has to be in the same key, and that's what creates the chord.
2: Well, I, I think that's, that's the key That point. is the key. It's what, where are you getting your, your pitch from? Where are you getting that chord from? What are you listening to? And the problem is, um, like you just kind of mentioned, Doug, is that people are getting their chord or their perfect pitch, what they're listening to, from their preference. Absolutely. And as soon as their preference changes, here's the scary thing. People are changing their ideology. They might have thought one thing three, four, five years ago. Now they're changing their ideology. People can change. Things can change. The problem is then preferences change. And when preferences change, then we're looking at our preference opposed to what is what is truth.
0: Uh, no, absolutely. So. So, what we're dealing with in our society is 60 years of postmodernism, where the mantra of postmodernism is there's no absolutes. To put it in chaotic language or musical language, there's no such thing. So, imagine if, if the first thing that a professor in a university did, the orchestra, it's, you know, orchestra or band or whatever is in front of them and they're a music prof and they're teaching music theory. What if the first thing that they did when they walked in is said that there is no such thing as a perfect pitch, that your pitch, it's your truth. So I need you to speak your truth. So how does this this note make you feel? What they would have is chaos in their orchestra and nobody would listen to it. And so it's absurd. It's absurd when you say that musically. You know, if your violin players decide they want to start on a on a C, which again Zach's going to demonstrate that. Uh, what
2: chaos! What, what, what he
0: just a demonstrated
1: per, was chaos. A perfect
0: C, uh, and your you know, and your and your uh, brass started on a on a C sharp, yeah. and you're you like it's not even it's it's agonizing agonizing yeah. Yeah. to listen to but it's okay to do that in philosophy but it's fun, but it's okay to do that in literature philosophy yeah. <laughs> or religion yeah. no 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 how dare you tell yeah. me how yeah. dare you tell me that your religion and your faith yep. is right and mine is wrong mm. but it's okay but it's okay in music we're seeing chaos yeah. that that is why we're seeing chaos
1: so foundationally yeah. the, the foundational pitch is critical it has right? it, it has to be but then what we see is people who take preferences and put it above truth. So what I mean by that is uh, think of the football fan, right? So you go home for the weekend, you're a Packers fan, your you know fiancé, three people removed, f- is introduced to the family for the first time, and he's wearing uh, a Dallas Cowboy jersey. We're seeing families destroyed over preferences. How, how do we navigate a world where that pitch now has taken kind of backseat to people's preferences and how they feel
0: so so um here's what i think here's what we've just got to decide on as a as a society and as a nation what is our starting pitch you ha- if you don't have a starting pitch you can't have conversation so argue it right or wrong the start whether whether you want to agree with it or not the starting pitch of our nation was uh biblical values and our found, our founding fathers, and even like, um, oh, I'm gonna bu- I'm gonna butcher the guy's name, but it's like to- Tocqueville, or t- that sounds very French. He was from French. That's as bad as me finding a C. <laughs> so, the French, <laughs> the Frenchman Tocqueville, T O Q U E V I. to No idea. Yeah. No. Um, t O. Q-U-E-V-I-L-L-E. Somebody from I Louisiana is, is listening to so this So it's right not now. even, it wasn't even like the, the founding fathers of the nation, but it was um, somebody from France is like, oh my goodness, this nation is actually doing this democracy thing really well. What's going on over there? And he came over and he wrote this huge treatise on it. It's a brilliant, brilliant treatise on um, the early foundation of, of America. And um, basically he said, if you take biblical morality out of the equation this whole thing this whole experiment falls apart and it is now I'll I'll say this it's not I have my I have what I believe there but societies have been founded on other things rather than biblical values and they have quote worked so you could have a, a dictatorship or you could have um like a king if a king was in charge and they're a benevolent dictator Um, We have instances, you know, Britain has instances where if you had a really good king, that system worked, or even I think you could argue the Greek system, um, where they were very polytheistic, uh, it worked, but they had a starting pitch, Mm -hmm. they all had a a same starting pitch, now, um, I would argue that those work for a season, and then they, they crumble, um, and you can only have one true starting pitch. I'm gonna put my pastor hat back on, and that's why. That's why to me the the Bible is so important there. But uh, we can't. Um, so, so without my pastor hat on, we can't. You can't continue down the road of postmodernism, and there's no starting pitch, um, and, and this thing not not crumble. It will. It is.
1: Hmm. All right. So one of the things that we like to do on. This podcast is maybe answer those questions that are not safe, Um, those questions that maybe you wouldn't ask a spiritual leader or you wouldn't ask your boss, like some of those questions that you might struggle with a little bit. And one of the really practical questions that people are having to deal with now, again, in the, the vision of this crazy political season, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So we can talk really deep and get really into (laughs) American history. But there's some people that are going to be staring across the table with a turkey and some really sharp objects between them (laughs) and some people who see totally differently than they see. You want to talk about starting pitch. There's no pitch in the house and everyone's screaming so loud that they can't hear. See, that's the thing with pitch, like pitch requires the ears. You, you need to be able to hear the pitch. Right. right. So my band teacher growing up would come out and she would slap her baton against the podium three times to get our attention. And we would sit there with our instruments at the ready and then she would blow into a pitch pipe. And that pitch pipe would say if we weren't listening, if we were all trying to play while she was we we don't have that 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 muscle anymore as a people. So we're sitting across the table with people that we love, but they think differently than we do. Really practically, how do we live in harmony when you have that type of chaos, when you're looking mm. f- towards that season? That's right around the corner for some people. How do we live in harmony at that table?
2: Mm. I, I think a big part of that, I mean, you pointed to it just with what your analogy was, you have to listen. We, when we have conversations that we don't agree with somebody with, we will listen to respond opposed to listening to listen. Well, we listen for our rebuttal. We listen for, for that hook that we can go, well, I don't believe that. And here's the three points of I know why I don't believe that. Um, so we don't, we don't always listen to just have a response or to have uh, a, a disagreeing viewpoint. Uh, another thing w- would be, um, man, take, he- here's the scary thing. I mean, this is one of the largest elections that we've probably had in, in our lifetime um, from, from some of the things that we believe. And, and we're having Thanksgiving three weeks after <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the election. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a president in office and there's going to be a, some disagreement across the table. My thing would be, um, man, let's, let's remove the, the person and, and the candidate. Let, let's take the individuals out. let's look at what people are running on. Let, let's look at what really, what, what matters. Um, so, and then have conversations revolving around, uh, some of those topics.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know that this is right, but this is the way, this is the way that I would do it. And this is the way, so this is what I would suggest. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not the, it's not the time. It's not the place. And you're not going to change anybody's mind. And you're going to, you're going to (laughs) leave with, instead of, instead of just go into Thanksgiving with your family with a mindset of we're going to laugh together and we're going to be family. And we're gonna watch football together, and so maybe even if you, so if you know that there is a certain family member that they're gonna they're gonna bring it up and it's gonna irritate you, don't sit by them, or uh, or have a pre-written list of in your head. Here's five ways that I'm gonna pivot out of that conversation. Here's five topics that I'm gonna bring up that I know we'll all rally around. So maybe you're all. You're, you're differing political views, but, but you're all uh, Panthers fans. And just like, how can, I, how can I bring in the Panthers to the conversation? And that may sound escapist and like, well, you're not dealing with issues. I just think that there's some places to deal with issues and some places that you don't deal with them. And for me personally... I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Not, not at Thanksgiving, not with my family. No,
1: I think, I think um, it, there's wisdom in, and, and not just wisdom. I want to tell you, like for me, it's real love to do the work that's necessary to have those conversations. And a part of that is location and timing. Yeah. And if I really feel like, man, I need to approach Zach about this thing. Right. I, I have to do the work that's necessary to make sure Zach's in the right state of mind. I'm in the right state of mind. Just so you know, a belly full of turkey and gravy and, for me, some pateles and some arroz con bichuela like, across the board. That is not a good time to have deep intellectual conversations because I'm half asleep, right? So if I really do love and honor that person and I feel like this is a conversation we have to have, I have to do the work of making sure that I set the tone for that conversation. And I would say that
2: that might even be um, some family dynamic differences because, for my family, it's the perfect time to talk about it. And so let me, let me kind of set the stage. We're all going to eat. We're all going to have a good time. Typically what we do, we get some apple cider, some coffee. We sit around. And, and then we talk about the, uh, and so family dynamics. We'll talk about, man, what, what are some things that were hard for us over, over the course of the year? Hey, let's talk. We always talk politics at, at our house. Now, this is what we do. This is where it's the caveat. We put a time limit on it. That's good. Though. We put a hard time limit on it yeah. and, uh, l- love him to death. My father-in-law is so like, he's so intellectual, but he's yeah. so well studied. Yeah. So he could talk for days on topics. So we have to say, Hey, here's the two topics that we're going <laughs> to yeah, talk about. Yeah. And, and, and so for us, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a needed conversation yeah. because there are differing opinions or there are uh, different differing votes in the room, um, for, for an election year. So what we do is we say, Hey, um, we're gonna give this time frame, and we know between two and four, or whatever the yeah. time frame is, that's when we're gonna talk about it. Now, listen, when we're outside throwing the football around, don't bring it
0: up again. Right. But
2: that's gonna be the time frame that we talk about it, and we we do we 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 talk about it, and we set some of
0: those parameters. So, I what think- what does that look like in the Hernandez family?
1: Um, quite honestly, like for us, um, it's not that we stay away from those conversations, but you know, I. Don't, it, it's a tough question to ask. I think a lot of it is also cultural. Like there's, it, there's just kind of some unspoken, we know we're not going to talk about A, B, C, and D. We know that when the conversation does come up, you know, for me, I try to live with my family in a place where there's not competition, um, which I know is really tough while well, I'm talking to two guys right here, that the, the moment you walk into a place, that's love competition, right? <laughs> um, the truth is when my dad feels like, he, like he's like he been beaten down intellectually, I lose. When my brother feels like he's been beaten down intellectually, mm-hmm. I lose. You understand? Like So that, I think, was where a lot of people, and quite honestly, I'm usually the one that gets beat down intellectually <laughs> because I, <laughs> I, my house is full of powerhouses as far as family goes. But um, I think if, if you can remove the pride and you're able to remove that competitive and you're okay with walking away from a conversation like you said it because the truth is, 90% of the time, you ain't changing nobody's mind, right? Like, we can banner about it, and maybe the banner's fun, but really the heart is who's winning when you get up. And if the objective is that everybody in the room, you know, it doesn't feel that competitive, I think you can win that way. I think mm. everybody wins that way. So I don't know. That's a good question. How does it sound in Hernandez? But it, it's, it's,
0: and it is interesting to hear, like, even the different, uh, yeah. different family yeah. dynamics and, and how that's played out. We've never, we've never done it. We've never, that's just not a, not a thing in our family. And, um, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's interesting to hear. Yeah. uh, Different dynamics. The other side of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, as as we, um, wrap things up, um, and we consider the kind of nuance of our season as the, the world continues to kind of push and pull us and pull us apart. What would be your encouragement as it pertains to harmony?
0: So I would say the first thing that I would encourage everybody to do in life is just what decide what is your starting pitch, and um, is your starting pitch scripture? Is your starting pitch Christ? Is your starting pitch Socrates or, or Greek philosophy? Is your starting pitch socialism? Is it? But but like you've got to find your starting pitch, and then and then seek to harmonize around that and um uh you know that's that's what so that's one of the things Look, can i can i throw a, a shout out to another one of our uh programs so we've got a, we've got an episode maybe you find yourself listening to the podcast and you're like man i don't know what my starting pitch is and you've got questions about faith and spirituality we've got a show on youtube um, called studio 110 so you can just just type in Studio 110 into the search bar into YouTube and find that out uh, pull that up rather but it's a, it's a 20 minute uh, show where we investigate uh, investigate um, just faith and spirituality It's a safe place to ask questions but I think that's I think to me that's the, that's the biggest thing and and to decide and actually to decide is the Bible my starting pitch? Mm-hmm. is Christ my starting pitch um, because if that becomes the starting pitch, then we can sing different notes. There can be, there can be different, uh, differing opinions and different ways of playing that out. But then it becomes, it it becomes harmony, other yeah. than other than what we're seeing now. And like, can we all? Could we all just say no? No, like no matter what your faith, um, is, is it, belief system is, just could we all say out loud what we've got now isn't working. Mm. so could it be that there actually is our absolutes and there actually is a starting pitch and could that be christ in the bible so that's i guess what i would throw out mm.
1: as always thanks for tuning into the Bang room i'm john hernandez i've been joined with doug witherup and zach Wit. tune in next week at the same time make sure you leave us a review on itunes share the podcast with some friends we will see you next week